Good morning. It is Thursday, May 21st, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. I mentioned yesterday that we will be finishing up the book of Philippians next week, and the Commuter Devotional has something cool planned to celebrate our first book. We started this podcast series through Philippians way back in episode 16. And if you're not keeping track, this is episode 44. And we'll finish Paul's letter exactly on episode 50. That's 34 episodes of working through this book together. And we have something awesome planned to celebrate. But in order to participate, you have to be a follower on Instagram or Facebook. So if you haven't liked or follow our page, do it. We're easy to find at The Commuter Devotional on Instagram, and our page on Facebook is simply called The Commuter Devotional. I'll make sure to put that in our show notes today just in case you have trouble finding us. That announcement is coming on Monday, so stick around, you'll see it on Monday. Well, let me read our passage for us today. Pray, and then we will dive into it. This is Philippians chapter 4, verses 2 through 7. I entreat you, Eudia, and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women, who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a day it is today. You will, by your word, in the work of the Holy Spirit, bring us closer to yourself and transform us more into your image. How amazing you are that you care to do so with our hearts and our lives. Today, as we come to your word, make it plain for us so that we can meditate on simple truths throughout today. Amen. Well, I warned you yesterday that as we finish out chapter 4, Paul is just going to start rapid firing, just shooting off last-minute advice and challenges to the church. As I was reading through chapter 4, and honestly, just the book of Philippians in general, I'm kind of amazed at how many of these passages I can almost quote from heart. It seems that pretty much every other day we're covering some sort of passage from this book that we've heard a hundred times before quoted as either advice or inspiration or come across in our own devotions or Bible study. I'm sure you'll recognize many of the verses from chapter 4 in the next week and a half as we close. But in this passage, Paul challenges two women. Yodia and Syntyche to agree. Again, this theme of unity pops up and Paul asks for specific people to be united in the Lord. One thing I love about this is that Paul's devotion for the church at Philippi isn't just for the amorphous conglomerate church. It's for the people. He knows their names and their needs. I pray that as we minister, We minister like this in our churches, as pastors and ministry leaders, that we know not just the names of our people, 
but also their needs. Their burdens become our burdens, and we see it as vital to the church that they are cared for. As Paul continues, he again brings up rejoicing in the Lord and sober-mindedness. We've seen this already. Earlier in Philippians, he talked about both of these themes, but it's like he can't let the Philippians take one without the other. We can't have unity without rejoicing. We can't have Christ without reasonableness or sober-mindedness. Paul ensures that in his parting words, the church clearly understands his challenges to them. And these last verses for today, they're worth reading again. Verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. One danger of memorizing singular passages like this one is that we can pull them out of the context of the book, and they lose some of their value and meaning. After going through weeks and weeks of Philippians, do you see how these verses, when put into the context of the whole book, just fly off the page and into our hearts? This is a generation one church. What I mean by that is, they're the first generation after the apostles planted and formed to be the church. Some of these folks were likely alive at the time of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. Does it give you any peace? That even back then, even for those who had the Apostle Paul as their spiritual and mentor and father for crying out loud, that they still needed this advice about anxiousness and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding? I'm relieved, and I'm so thankful for passages like this one. This is life-giving. In my anxiousness and anxieties, we have a God who delights to hear from us. And not just hear, but act, to guard our hearts and minds. What a glorious, magnificent truth for us. If you think about the other gods from ancient religions, how many of them were delighted to hear of the anxieties and worries of humanity? The usual pattern is, the gods demand to be pleased, and if that doesn't happen, there is punishment. The usual story is that the gods will fight amongst themselves rather than hear of the struggles of man. But our God, our God is the true and living God, who commands the heavens and the earth and yet still is bending his ear to hear from us, from me, from you. I entreat Euidia, and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes. I ask you also, true companion, help these women, who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything. With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's close in prayer. We have finished our devotion for this morning, but your Spirit, O God, will work among us for the rest of the day. 
even in this passage, it says that you are working. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds. So God, as we go this morning and go about our daily routines, guard us. It's hard to pin down exactly what the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is, but God, we want it. God, be with my listeners today. Be with the men and women who are actually commuting to work now and be with them as they work. It is so easy to get distracted by work. So Lord, remind them today that you are near. Lord, be with the moms and dads who are staying home with small children today. Help them to parent well and shepherd their children well. Help my listeners to be healthy, to be bold in faith, to be steadfast for the gospel. God, we love spending time with you each day. You are our rock and our cornerstone, and it's on you that we wish to build our house. We love you, and in your name we pray. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.